Okay, y'all, I want to tell you about something we're so hyped about. Because, mm. as you know, the youth theme for this year is 3 Nephi 5.13, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. One of the best scriptures of all time. It's so Amen. fire. Amen. 100%. And so we wanted to just give everything we can to like help everyone become better disciples. We're in that journey. We know we're all in that journey. And so we made a little something. It's called 52 Weeks Becoming a Disciple of Christ. I don't know if that's the official name. <laughs> but, but by the way, there's 52 weeks in a year. Is. You're confused. And so every week there's like a little page that is just going to help you become a better disciple of Christ. Like these are things that we just like love and feel so deeply will help you become a better disciple. Welcome to This Is Kingdom. This is Grace. This is Talon. This is TJ. This is Hollis. And this week, y'all, we're talking about the talk, The Savior's Healing Power Upon the Isles of the Sea. By other chemo esplin. Last week, maybe it was a couple weeks ago, I don't even remember. But I like had I was driving home and I had this like random memory of this book that completely altered my life as like an elementary kid. Like, and I like legit, the name just came into my head, and I legit drove immediately to Barnes and Noble to buy the book. I bought the book, went straight. It this was, was important. You no, needed to you read this. Book. No idea. She I'm really not it. kidding you. I went and bought it. I immediately went to a restaurant and like this is weird. I went to a restaurant, a sit-down restaurant by myself. I read the entire book. Like I sat there until I finished the entire book all by myself. That's how much like I loved it. And I have not been able to stop thinking this about one? it since. Yes. Okay. It's called The Miraculous Journey. <laughs> you read the whole life. thing in one sitting? Yeah. Well, it's like short. It's it's not it's not crazy. It's like 300 um, pages. No. That's fast reading. It's 800 pages. And there's a lot of books. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But the whole book is about this bunny. Okay. And it's this really like fancy <laughs> toy rabbit. And it grows up in this like home with this really wealthy family and this little girl that just adores him. And he like couldn't care less. He has no feelings. He doesn't love her. He doesn't love anyone. He doesn't love anything. He has no emotion. And what happens is one day, I'm not going to spoil the whole book because you should read it. It'll change your life. I was going to say, she's just about to tell no, us. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I'm kind of him, but you should still read it because I won't tell you everything. And what happens is he gets lost. The little girl loses the bunny. And he goes on this miraculous journey. And what happens is he travels through like years and years and tons of different experiences. He like gets picked up by a fisherman. He like gets tossed into the sea, he gets picked up by a fisherman. And he like gets like taken in by this like dad and mom that just like love him dearly. And then he gets lost from them and he goes and he like gets picked up by like this homeless guy. And he has all these experience with these homeless people. And then after that, he like gets picked up by someone else and a little boy steals her and takes him home to his sick sister. And throughout the entire journey, what happens is this bunny discovers what love is. And he goes through and he like begins to like feel loved by these people. And then he begins to start loving these other people. And he hears all of these different people's stories and he experiences life with so many different people. And at the end of the book, this bunny that once had no emotion and never loved anyone or anything, even though that little girl loved him in that wealthy home, he finally discovers what love actually is because of his journey. He couldn't have stayed at that little girl's house and like figured out how to love because he was like enclosed in that house. He never would have figured it out without this journey. And in the journey, he goes through and he meets all of these different people. And finally at the end, he's like, I actually know what love is. I have a list of people who love me and I have a list of people who I love back. And he like repeats it in his head. It's the cutest story. You guys all have to read it, okay? But the thing that I'd I like- I think you just told us the end, but that, that's okay. <laughs> no, it's like no, those movie trailers where they show the whole movie and you're like, thanks, just watch the whole movie. You guys, <laughs> but it I sounds, didn't tell it you. It sounds super cute. I didn't tell you the best part, okay? <laughs> okay and it okay. had me weeping at a Thai restaurant. 
restaurant two weeks ago. That restaurant? Yes. Because the food was hot? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, isn't that more embarrassing that I read this whole book alone at a restaurant and I was No, sobbing. that's when you know it's good. When you can read it in one sitting, that's when you know it's good. And I wept. Mm. And I wept in a public place for this book. Okay, you need to read it. And <laughs> okay, then, okay, sorry. What were you saying? And then I read this talk. And it's so interesting to me because the majority of the talk isn't about the topic of the talk at mm. all. The majority of the talk is about this woman who goes on a journey. And she is living through this wild experience. And at the end of the talk, like, it's like the last two paragraphs. He talks about temples and he's like, temples will change your life. Like temples matter so much. Temples are so, so deeply important. And it's so interesting to me because actually I started to care more about temples after I heard that woman's story. I was like, whoa, the journey she went on and how much temples meant to her only meant that much because of the journey she went on. And it made me stop and think because I think sometimes we get really frustrated in the journey and we get so angry. We're like, what am I doing here? Nothing's working out. Mm. All of this is falling apart. Where is my story going? And it just like makes me want to stop and think God knows the end of our story. He knows that we actually need to go like this stupid rabbit needed to go through like he needed to get lost in the sea and he needed to like go on the homeless train and he needed to go to the sick girl's home and like live and experience life with her because like in the end that bunny needed to discover love. And I think that God would look at that woman and say, I actually know the end of your story. It's a love story between me and you. Mm. That's the end of your story. But I know the journey that you need to go through because in the end, you're actually going to fall in love with me in the temple. That's why you need the temple. The temple is going to mean something to you because you're going to fall in love with me in the temple. But it's only going to mean something to you because the journey it took to get there. And can I tell you what I think we are so guilty of is wanting to fast forward our journey. Like yes. it does not matter what stage we are at in life. If you're in high school, you're like, oh, I can't wait till I'm done with high school, right? If you're on the mission, it's like, oh, I can't wait till I'm home. And then you get home and you want to go back. Anyways, you get home and it's like, oh, I can't wait till I get married. I'm so guilty of it right now. I cannot wait to have kids. I want kids oh. so bad. Okay. okay. I want a little girl that I can just love with my whole heart. Anyways, that's girl not that. the point of this. Okay. Because I'm, I'm trying to fast forward my life right now instead yes. of truly enjoying the part of the journey that I'm in. And I think that's one of the biggest ways that we miss out on the joys in life is if we're always living in a way mm. that we're trying to fast forward to the next stage. Because the end will actually be better if you loved the journey to get there. Mm. I love that. When I think of some of the greatest people in the scriptures like Nephi and Abinadi and Peter and even Christ, it was not smooth sailing. Like in their journey, they faced a lot of obstacles. And it really reminded me that in all of our individual journeys, there's our season. Like we all have seasons of life. I think it's so important to be aware of what season we're in in the journey. Like I feel like for me sometimes, oh, I've been in a really long winter. But I feel like in the last several months, it's been a spring full of so much hope and opportunity and excitement. And it's important for me to realize in these seasons, in the journeys we're on, those good times won't always last, but the bad times won't either. But finding joy in whatever season we're in and realizing sometimes we're comparing our winters to other people's summers. And we need to be careful and know that these seasons build upon each other. Spring can't happen without winter and spring can't happen without all the other seasons as well. So in our journeys, remember the joy and to find Christ. 
well, those individual journeys. I think something so important with it and something so important to remember is to not get mad at God in the process. Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. when we're not where we want to be or it's winter and we want it to be spring, we get mad at God. When you get mad at God, you block him out. You don't let him teach you. You don't let him like step in and help you have the experiences he wants you to have. And so I think the key is going through this journey, keeping a soft, like loving, open heart towards God so that he can make the most out of those experiences. Yes, I had like a little experience recently in this. Talking about this is kind of teaching me a little something new and it's kind of making it kind of tender for me. So if I could just share real quick, but... No, man, <laughs> No tender things today. <laughs> nope. There was a day a couple weeks ago when I was in this seminary lunch thing and I get this text from Lo and she's like, Titan has had the biggest blowout of his life. <laughs> like mattress is just gone, like clothes done for... And so I just, I race home and I get him and it just kind of ends up being a crazy night because we we're going to leave the next morning to go to Arizona. And there was this moment where we were waiting for the mattress and the mattress pad, whatever it was, to like finish drying. And it was like past Titan's bedtime, like he's tired, he's mm-hmm. like angry. And I'm like holding him and he's like crying, like freaking out, like losing his mind, you know. And it's so cute though right now, like it's so cute. It's so interesting because I was so calm and I was so confident, but I think a big part was because I could see that there was only a few minutes left on the dryer. And eventually I I just was kind of rocking him and holding him and he calmed down. And I'm just sitting here listening to you guys thinking about this, that maybe God hasn't, I don't know, like, don't take this the wrong way, but maybe God hasn't got you to that point yet. Or maybe there's a little bit of season of waiting just because he wants to hold you, man. You know what I mean? Maybe God does have the big plans and he does have the person and he does have this and that and the job and everything. But for now, just he just wants you to have some joy in the journey. He just wants to hold you and love on you and let you know that he's there. I don't even know where this quote came from that I'm about to say, you guys. So I did not come up with this. I'm not trying to steal it. I didn't write down where I found it. Okay, it's just in my notes app, but it's not me. It's someone wiser than me. And I found it the other day when I was looking through my notes app and it says, you only really know what story yours is, like what type of story yours is when you learn the ending. I now know mine is a love story. And it's so interesting because I think if you asked that woman in the talk, she talks about a lot of really hard things that she went through. And I think if you asked her in the middle, it would have seemed like a tragedy. It would have seemed really heartbreaking. Like it was actually to the point that she actually wanted her story to end desperately. She wanted to be done. That didn't seem like a love story. But if you asked her at the end, I think that's what she would have said. This actually was a story that I discovered I love my heavenly father. I love him. And I fell in love with him in the temple, but I also fell in love with him through all of the experiences that led me there. And I think if you ask this little rabbit in the middle of his story, he would have thought that his story was about getting lost. He would have thought his was a story of tragedy, of devastation, of things falling apart. But if you ask him at the end, it's actually a love story where he fell in love in the journey. And I just can't help but think we spend a lot of our lives sitting here wondering why we have to go through things. We sit here and we're like, I hate this part. I don't even enjoy this at all. This is so boring. Where is my life going? What's happening in my life? Where is my journey taking me? And I can't help but think that in the end, I think all of ours will be a love story with God. And in the end, we'll look back and us and God will sit there and say, you know what? I actually love you more talking to you right now, God, because of my journey. 
those moments that I thought I hated actually were all part of this love story with you. I love you more because of the journey we went through together. And I think it's only because we know the ending that we can enjoy the journey. And I just can't stop thinking about something Dre, my wife, told me. Her mom is the nicest lady in the world. If you know her, you love her because she's just so, so loving. Dre had a breakup, pretty bad breakup. And Dre's like crushed. She's in like such a bad spot. Obviously, what does she do? She calls her mom. And you would think her mom, she tells her mom all about it. You'd think she'd just like comfort her and be like, it's okay. But her mom just says back, kind of fun. And Dre's like, what? She's like, <laughs> she's kind of fun that you get to like feel these things and have this experience. She's like, this is a unique thing like that you're not going to experience too many times in life, like kind of fun that you're in this stage. And I think because we know that God is the perfect author and has such a beautiful ending waiting for us in those hard times, we can look at it and say, kind of fun. It's going to be all right. You are here moving in this place I worship you I worship you you are here turning lives around I worship you I worship you you are here healing every heart I worship you I worship you. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. <clears throat> even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. 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 See you next week.